Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 23. We're in the middle of a three-part series on cleaning your home. Last week in episode 22, I talked about cleaning the main parts of the home, and next week in episode 24, I'll be talking about cleaning the bathroom, but this week I'm talking about cleaning the kitchen. Clearly, the kitchen is an important space because it's where we prepare most, if not all, of our food, and I know that you want it to be free of toxic chemicals and germs, especially when you're preparing raw food for yourself and your family. So let's dive right into the episode. Tip number one using a water filter for clean water. Clearly water is a key part of any kitchen since we drink it, wash our food with it, use it to cook and clean up with it afterwards. Unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, tap water in many areas contains a lot of unhealthy things. The first thing you wanna know is what's in your water. One great resource is the Environmental Working Group's Tap Water Database, which you can find at ewg.org forward slash tap water. All you have to do is type in your zip code and it will show you data for many of the areas in the U.S. This is important to know because it can vary widely depending on geography. For instance, where I live in Florida right now, we have a lot of chlorine in the water and twice a year they send a lot more through the water lines to quote unquote clean them. But when I was spending a lot of time in Arizona, one of the big water concerns there is arsenic. There are a lot of options for water filters, from water pitchers to countertop or under-counter filters, all the way up to full home reverse osmosis systems. Clearly, a lot depends on your budget and your living situation, so do the best you can. And if all you can afford right now is a Brita water pitcher, that is great because it's helping to filter out things like copper, cadmium, mercury, and some chlorine. Another option is to use a Berkey filter. It sits on the countertop and you fill it from the faucet. It removes viruses, bacteria, chlorine, heavy metals like lead and mercury, pharmaceuticals, and pesticides, plus many other things. And there are optional filters for things like fluoride and arsenic. 
Check out their website for lab testing if you have questions about whether it'll work on what's in your water. The filters for the Berkey work so well, you could put just straight pond water in it and be able to drink it afterwards. I have their travel Berkey, which holds about a gallon and a half of water. And that was perfect when it was just for me. If you have more people than that, you may want to check out some of their larger sizes. And they do have some that are frankly, almost enormous. When I was at the camp at the bottom of the Grand Canyon three years ago, they had two of the really huge ones in the dining room for the hikers. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, I have my Berkey with me now, and it has been really helpful. As I mentioned before, we have a lot of chlorine in the water here in Florida, and it really takes that out quite effectively. And I use the water from that just for drinking and cooking, and I I rinse my fresh food with it, and I also take a glass of it to the bathroom with me every night so I can brush my teeth. A third option is to get a whole house reverse osmosis filtration system. These can be really expensive. They're usually between sort of ten dollars and $20,000, but can be really helpful because it does filter all of the water coming into your house. So not only will every faucet in your house be filtered, but your washing machine, dishwasher, and shower will be filtered too. So figuring out the right option for you may take a little bit of legwork, but as I said before, the first step is seeing what's in your water. The high quality water filter companies will have lab test data available so that you can figure out what types of things their filters remove, and then you can match that up with the kind of things that are in your local water. So for tip number two, we're going to talk about sanitizing dishcloths and sponges. There are a lot of options about what we use and reuse to scrub our dishes and to wipe off our countertops with. And there's a lot of personal preference that goes along with that too. But one thing that often gets overlooked is washing things like sponges and dishcloths. I used to use kitchen sponges all the time. And in fact, they are my personal preference in the kitchen. But a couple things to be mindful of. Don't leave them around sobbing wet and full of water when you're done using them. Squeeze them out and give them a chance to dry because this will reduce the opportunity for germs to grow in them. And also it's important to wash them every few days. There are a lot of recommendations for easy ways to do that. And some people recommend microwaving them. And while that's going to kill the germs, microwaves give off radiation. And I always try to avoid that. And I also wonder about the impact that microwaving it has on the polyester and the polyurethane that's in many sponges. I don't know if they outgas afterwards, but this doesn't seem like the best option for me. I think another option that's actually a much better one is to put it in the dishwasher. But think about this, dishwasher soap is often harsher and more toxic than regular dish soap. So if you go for this option, rinse it out well again after washing it. And if your sponge smells like mold, even after you've washed it, it's time for a new one. Otherwise, you're just spreading that mold all over your supposedly clean dishes. Microfiber dishcloths are another good option for the kitchen, and that's what I've been using lately. One of the things I love about them is that they're much more reusable than sponges, so they create less environmental waste. The second thing I love about them is you can just throw them in the laundry to clean them, and that's why I'm using them now. A multi-pack of microfiber cloths only costs a little bit more than a pack of sponges and can last years longer. Be careful, though, of microfiber cloths that claim that they have antibacterial coatings. Those coatings are usually made of chemicals that you don't want anywhere near your dishes or your food. And with that, let's go to tip number three, which is washing your food. How you approach this will depend on where your foods come from. For instance, if you've just picked a tomato from your own organic garden, you may want to just give it a quick 
rinse with water in order to preserve the elevated biotics that medical medium has taught us about. On the other hand, if you were just shopping at your grocery store, you may want to give your fruit a good washing as you don't know exactly where it's been or whose dirty hands have touched it since it left the farm. There are sprays and washes now that are sold specifically for washing fruits and veggies, but I prefer to use things I already have around the house. An unscented, high-quality, clean dish soap can work well. Just check the ingredients. I use a couple sprays of the Branch Basics Concentrate from the all-purpose spray bottle that I already have in my kitchen, as Branch Basics is non-toxic and safe to use on food. And if you want to check out Branch Basics, you can go to their website at branchbasics.com and you can use the coupon code CAREFULLYHEALING for 15% off when you buy any of their starter kits. Another option is to use hydrogen peroxide to wash your food. Just fill your sink and add about a cup of 3% hydrogen peroxide and soak your fruits and vegetables for 15 minutes or so and then rinse them well. Tip number four is cleaning the surfaces of your kitchen. There are two things I want to talk about here. First is what to clean and second is how to clean it. I'm going to start with what to clean. The obvious surfaces are things like your countertops and your tabletops. But I recently got a black light flashlight and took a walk around my kitchen at night. And now if you aren't familiar with these, black light will illuminate things like bodily fluids, but also things like food messes, laundry detergents, and mold, but not things like viruses or bacteria. What I did find fascinating, though, was it illuminated surfaces that I didn't spend much time thinking about. So don't forget about things like cabinet fronts, door handles and knobs, the outside of the refrigerator. These get dirty over time too, and you may not see it. One spot that really showed up with the black light for me was the sink, which is of course where I wash all my celery before I juice it. So don't forget to give your sink a good scrubbing, including all of the cracks and crevices, and do it right before you wash your produce. Now we're going to move on to what to clean with, and this will depend on the surface types you have. For example, if you have beautiful marble countertops, you probably already know that you have to be careful to not damage them using harsh chemicals or acidic cleaners, while quartz countertops are a lot more forgiving. So before you try anything, understand what cleaners are best for your surfaces. In many cases, just washing or wiping your surfaces with soap and water or a cleaner of some sort on a clean cloth or a paper towel will remove most of what you're trying to get rid of. Hydrogen peroxide is a good disinfectant in the kitchen, and it can kill viruses and bacteria. It comes in different concentrations, but I stick with 3% because it's safer. You don't really need to use anything higher than that, and if you do, you'll have to dilute it. You can use this as a spray or mixed with some water, and it can be used on a lot of different surfaces like countertops, the inside of the fridge, and the sink. Keep in mind that it is acidic and can be harmful to countertops like marble and granite, and it does have some non-toxic bleaching qualities as well, so test it on surfaces before using it. Keep in mind that you should never mix hydrogen peroxide with bleach or with vinegar because they will react and give off vapors that you don't want to breathe. Vinegar can be a good standalone cleaner as well and will kill things like E. coli and salmonella and possibly even the flu, but not things like staph. I have used distilled white vinegar with water for countertops and floors. Lots of people recommending mixing vinegar with baking soda, but that actually breaks down a lot of the cleaning qualities of each, so I avoid doing that. I do like the Branch Basics cleaners in the kitchen because they are non-toxic, fragrance-free, and biodegradable. 
For basic cleaning, I use their concentrate in the all-purpose spray bottle, and I used that on the countertops, and it did a great job when I rechecked surfaces with the black light after I cleaned them. It's also safe to use when cleaning the sink before washing produce. Moving on to tip number five is wiping down kitchen appliances. In most cases, the major parts of these can either be put in the dishwasher or washed by hand. For things like my juicer and my blender, which I use every day, I wash them by hand and I deep clean them with the Branch Basics Oxygen Boost and some of their all-purpose cleaner, which works really well for getting off any of the buildup. One of the things that may get overlooked, though, as my black light test reminded me, is to wipe off the bases of things like the juicer and the blender completely after each use, as these can get dirty not only while using them, but also from getting splashed while you're doing other cooking activities in the kitchen. Tip number six, and this is probably my least favorite kitchen job, is scouring the inside of the fridge. This is the place where all your fresh food gets stored and dirty hands and dirty containers are in and out of it all day long. So don't forget to clean it periodically. And that means pulling out the drawers and washing them and wiping down the surfaces too. You can do this with a little soapy water or with your kitchen spray. I prefer something with no fragrance because I don't want any of my food to pick up the residual smell of the cleaner. I have seen some folks recommend that we should be washing the inside of our refrigerators even as much as once a week. And while I'd love to have my fridge cleaned that often, I am never going to do that weekly. So what I'd recommend is for the spaces where you store your fresh food, that you wash them more often. For me, my primary fresh food drawer gets all kinds of food thrown into it. And while I wash everything before I put it in there, I still end up with little leaves and stems and pieces of food that fall off. And occasionally something gets in there that's left for a little too long. So I do try to stay on top of washing this drawer out at least every few weeks and then give the whole fridge more of a deep clean every few months. Tip number seven, scrubbing the oven. All I have to say is thank goodness for the advent of the self-cleaning oven. And if you have one, congratulations, because this job could not be easier for you. So this tip is really for those of you who don't have self-cleaning ovens, which as a longtime apartment dweller, I have rarely if ever had one. It used to be that people would just use the bottle of toxic spray cleaner with the foamy bubbles. And if you've ever used something like this, you know, it makes the whole house smell horrible. And then you generally want to not be around when this is going on. And it's terrible for us to breathe. One of the popular brands here in the U.S. is called Easy Off. And I'm sure I've used this many times over the years. So I did a little research on it. And from the Environmental Working Group, the rating it got was F, which if you remember from last week's show, that's the highest concern level. And it has risks of asthma and respiratory issues, skin allergies and irritation, and developmental and reproductive toxicity, as well as cancer. The really bad chemical in there is butooxidiglycol which is the one that they think may be cancerous. And the one I looked at specifically had been labeled as quote unquote fume free. I mean, my goodness, right? And it still has a generic term for fragrances on it as well, which we know is a catch-all for things that are bad for us. And of course, the worst part of this is you put it in the oven and you heat it up and cook it. So anything you can do to avoid that is wonderful. Another recommendation I saw recently was using dishwasher tablets in there. That is another thing I would never put in my oven like that. So the good news is you do not have to buy all of this toxic crap. 
Uh, but do look at the instructions from your manufacturer before you try any of these things. But the things I would try are some of the basic things we've already talked about. Using vinegar, you can put this with diluted water just to wipe out the surface can be really helpful. And for food that's stuck on and baked on, you can make a paste with water and either the Branch Basics Oxygen Boost, if you have that, or some baking soda. And spread that around the grimy parts of the oven and work that in. And it'll start to turn brown and let it sit for a few hours. And then you can scrape off as much of it as you can. And then you should be able to wipe the rest of it off. You can soak your oven racks in the sink or in the bathtub with soap. And if they're really bad, you can put in some baking soda or some oxygen boost. And after a few hours, most of that will have loosened up and come off pretty easily. So let's review my seven non-toxic kitchen cleaning tips. They were number one, using a water filter for clean water. Number two, sanitizing dishcloths and sponges. Number three, washing food safely. Number four, cleaning the surfaces. Number five, wiping down kitchen appliances. Number six, scouring the inside of the refrigerator. And number seven, scrubbing the oven. So I hope you found these tips useful. Show notes for this episode, episode 23, are available on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. Join me next week for part three of the series for my tips for cleaning your bathroom. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. Please remember that these discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate-free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.